Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we are joined by, honestly, a legend of the game. Um, his name is Darius Boyd. Thank you very much for joining us. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer, and they are the NRL collector's choice. From box breaks to individual cards, they sell thousands of them. Be sure to get all of your NRL trading card needs at Gold Coast Trading Cards. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. No, honestly, it, it's an absolute honor. Um, so we'll get started with your grassroots. And I'm talking grassroots in the 90s. You actually... Uh, we're at we're the halftime footy game in a uh, Gold Coast Seagulls footy match. What was that like? Yeah, it was one of my first ever memories of rugby league. It's um, probably what you know, got me addicted to the game a little bit and the love for the game. Um, um, yeah, I just remember the Gold Coast not having a lot of teams around or any other competition growing up. So, um, yeah, to be able to play at halftime in one of those, it was the Seagulls uh, game. Yeah, it was something pretty special. I've always, always remembered it. Wow. Um, I can like I found that out and I was like, wow, it, it's amazing to hear that. Um, now, growing up on the Gold Coast, as you said, they didn't really have, unfortunately, much of a team because they, you know, they had the Giants and they had the Seagulls and they had the um, was it Crushers, Gold Coast Crushers? No, that was South Queensland yeah. Crushers, Gold Coast Chargers. Sorry. Um, yeah. So a bit of a tumultuous time. Uh, what team did you follow growing up? Yeah, I was always a Broncos supporter. I think just because of that. The Gold Coast in and out a lot. Um, you know, the Broncos were, you know, in the early 90s, um, the team to beat. Uh, won a couple of comps. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, all the kids in these days, they seem to be Melbourne Storm fans because uh, they're not <laughs> successful. So, um, but yeah, and Brisbane was just up, up the highway for me. And, um, you yeah, know, so I was a Broncos fan. And Wendell Saylor was my favourite player. And uh, I was told him that because uh, I got <laughs> lucky enough to play with him. Um, when you were at the Dragons? My last year at the Dragons. Oh, sorry. His last year at the Dragons, yeah, my first year there, so that was pretty, pretty special. But um, yeah, I remember going up the highway and, and watching the old QE2 before they moved to Suncorp, watching their games and you know, screaming at the telly when they lost, and um, you know, had all the memorabilia and the jerseys and the cards and everything. So yeah, I was yeah, big big Broncos fan. Nah, that's awesome. Um, and speaking of the Broncos and your earliest memories, what would be your earliest memory of going to your first or the first time you remember going to a Broncos live game? Uh, gee, that's a hard, uh, hard question. Um, well, I just, I just remember going up to QE2 a lot. Um, I don't know if it's my first game, but uh, I remember sitting on those, those silver um, bench seats they used to have at, at QE2, the yep. long ones. It wasn't actually individual seats, but um, go up with my mum and uh, catch a train up and back. And um, yeah, I remember. I don't remember going home um, disappointed because the Broncos usually won most of the games. So, yep. Yep. Um, but I don't know if it was my first memory, but it was definitely a memory I've always remembered. Nah, for sure. Um, now, talking about your time with the Broncos, you got a scholarship, um, and, but you decided to repeat grade 12 with to go f- maybe get a potential in the NRL. What um, what was it like, you know, in, in that part of your life, you know, before attaining, you know, the scholarship or um, contract with the Broncos, deciding to, you know, stay, stay back, do one more year to, you know, get those hopes and get that dream going? Yeah, I just remember rugby league was you know, my, my goal and passion, and uh, it's kind of um, the be all end all for me. I just love rugby league so much; I wanted it so badly. But um, but yeah, for me, I wasn't the greatest kid growing up coming through. I mean, I made my local rep teams, um, but never made the Queensland side. Um, and you know, there's kids at 14, 15 getting scholarships to you know Dragons and Bulldogs and all that type of stuff. So 
you know, I used to wonder, um, I used to always say this, I used to think, you know, I wonder in five years' time, I'll look back and think, oh, what was I worried about? You, you, know, you made it, you were good enough, or yeah, that's why you were worried, because you just weren't good enough. Um, and yeah, I thought, you know, repeating year 12, which was something that a couple of guys did at, at Rugby League Sport Excellence Schools at the time, which I went to Palm Beach Crumb on the Gold Coast, and yep. a couple of the guys did that. Um, so, you know, um, did any of them have as big of a career as you did in that in that grade when you guys repeated year 12 together? Um, I wasn't so much uh, anyone that repeated in my year. There was oh. a couple of guys, um, but it's probably been done a couple of years before me. Okay, yep. Um, different guys. Um, but Ben Hannett went to Palm Beach Crumb, and Ben Iken went there, yep. um, Sam Perrick, Kevin Proctor. Yeah, it's quite a fair list. There's been a lot more since um, you know, I've left the school. There's a lot more now that the Gold Coast has come in, I think. Yep. It's given a, a better pathway for young kids oh, uh, these days. Um, but yeah, it was something that was the best thing for me. I just needed another 12 months to uh, develop and grow in my, you know, my body. And I was probably a pretty quiet, um, shy, tentative, but also a bit, you know, um, scared, lack of a better word, very scared uh, in different ways. So I probably just need to grow into my body and you know, be a bit more stronger and more comfortable. Um, and that's what the best thing I did was re- repeat year 12. I made Queensland Australian Schoolboys. Uh, the Broncos gave me a scholarship, uh, which ended up turning into a one-year contract to move up there and uh, moved up the following year straight out after my second year of 12, year 12. Yeah, wow. Um, and what was that like? Uh, moving up, did you move into like uh, Broncos teammates' share house or did you move up into your own place? Yeah, it was um, at a Broncos house at the time. So there's four or five guys living with a family uh, in the house. So I moved into that house. Uh, it was pretty daunting, to be honest. Uh, for me, Sort of a quiet, shy kid. I uh, didn't have a lot of family around. I was with my grandmother on the Gold Coast at the time. Um, you know, and I, think I found out the Gold Coast Titans were coming in in 2007. Uh, I finished my second year 12 in 2005, so I was moving up to the 20, 2006 season. Um, so the end of the 2005 season, I was going to move it up, and I kind of had a couple of thoughts. Uh, about maybe going to the Titans? Oh, just staying at the Gold Coast for 12 months, playing Queensland Cup with Burley, which I'd played one game there before. Uh, and then maybe waiting for the Titans to come in. Not that I've loved the Titans, or it was just you know fear of moving away from home, your friends, and what you don't know. And like I said, I was a young kid. I was pretty shy, reserved. I uh, didn't know a lot about the world and how it works. Uh, pretty naive to life. Um, so, but yeah, I obviously didn't make that decision. I, I never would have. I think it just cr- crosses your mind when you uh, have a, a tough decision or a thing coming up that's a bit challenging. Um, but yeah, the best thing I ever did was you know, move out of my comfort zone, albeit only an hour up the highway. Oh, absolutely! And that dream became reality in 2006, and even more so of a dream. You won the grand final with the Broncos in your debut season. What was that whole season like for you? Yeah, it was pretty surreal. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to play with some amazing players: Darren Lockyer, um, Petro Webke, Sean Berrigan. You know, the list goes on. Tony Carroll, Brad Thorne. There's so many, uh, and then the younger ones now: Hodges and. Friday, Parker, Carmichael Hunt, those guys have gone on to have amazing careers themselves. Um, only a couple of years into their careers at the time. But, yeah, I was watching these guys on TV and a couple of months later, I'm in the dressing sheds and, With them. Um, <laughs> yeah, going to hotels, flying on planes and playing rugby league together. So, um, it's just such a whirlwind. It just happened so fast. Um, it's quite a hard to explain, really. It's one minute you just trying to realise a dream, the next minute it's it's there and it's happening and then you start, you know, changing your goals and trying to set higher ones and 
Um, but it just it happened so fast. Um, and then to win the comp in the first year, uh, yeah, very lucky, very um, grateful to Wayne for giving me the opportunity to even just play first grade, let alone to pick me in the you know, grand final team as well. We had all the guys that um, he could have picked. We had a pretty strong um, outside back group. Um, the guys that didn't play in that final, uh, Leon Bott, who had a cracking year the year before. Oh, he did, he did. Um, Scott Minto, Craig Frawley, Tame Tupu, who played for New Zealand that season. Mm-hmm. Steve Michaels, another guy that was playing some really good footy, who's my age, and we went to school together. Um, so there's some great guys that he could have picked in ahead of me, mm-hmm. uh, but he gave me the opportunity, which you know, I've always been grateful for. No, absolutely. As you just mentioned, some absolute superstars right there, including yourself as well. Um, obviously, won't uh, dwindle too much on your formative years with the Broncos, um, except you did make your Australia debut and your Queensland debut while you were at the Broncos. Uh, what was it like getting the call-up for Origin and for Australia? Yeah, again, those two things kind of come out of the blue a little bit. Um, I suppose I've been playing decent football, I, I thought anyway, um, but... Didn't think I was on the radar for those teams. Um, the Queensland opportunity come about. Uh, Justin Hodges got suspended, and um, I got the call up. They pushed Brent Tate into the centres and put me on the wing. Um, and I suppose the Australian team a uh, bit similar. Uh, the World Cup squad was announced. So I wasn't in it. Wasn't expecting to be in it either. Um, and then uh, Brett Stewart, Justin Hodges as well again pulled out. Uh, myself and Carmichael and Hunt got called in. So. Yeah, it was just a, you know, that was a great 12 months as well, obviously playing for state and country. Um, and then once you obviously do that, and you realise how amazing it is to be in those squads and those teams and those have those jerseys and represent it, that and the next challenge is to never let those jerseys go and always want to be there year in, year out. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, and during your time with you know Australia and, and Queensland, it's all good. Take, take your time if you need, a, you need to say something. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, uh, during your time... With Australia, obviously the 08 World Cup is not really... A, it's a bit of a sour point for um, every Australian, but the 2013 World Cup, you played for Australia and you won the World Cup. What was that compared to winning a grand final? Yeah, it's different. Um, the grand finals are the hardest to win, in my opinion, just because you, know, you spend 10, 11 months of the year with the team and um, to get there and go through injuries and all different things you go through, origin period and whatnot through the season and to be the best to win it is, is in my opinion the hardest thing to do in rugby league but mm-hmm. you know to win you know origin series or you know grand uh well, you know, world cups <laughs> or any of those things yeah i was lucky to be in a good team but um yeah i mean like the world cup we still have to go we went over in the 13 world cup we were over in england for about eight weeks um away from family and friends and um but yeah, again we had a you know, quality team there and um i think we won the final by 34 to 2 against new zealand so we um, yeah, we put a real good performance in the whole um, campaign. I think we had a really, really good defensive record, and um, yeah, to go overseas and go to spend time in uh, different countries, but playing the game that you love and being paid to do it, uh, making friends along the way, it's not much of a you know, better thing to do in, in the world, really. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, it's it obviously it's a dream for everyone who loves rugby league and or sport to represent a con- your country. You know, and then um, you know, win a World Cup is is that. But was your dream always to win a grand final? Obviously, your dream was to play rugby league. But was your dream also to win a grand final, or was it to win a World Cup, or win a State of Origin series? Because you managed to do all of them. 
I'm being honest, I didn't dream that far, you know. I think when you when I was a kid I just my dream was literally was to play one game for the Broncos. I just wanted to be um you know, I wanted to get the jersey, I wanted to, you know, get the training gear, I wanted to you know, experience flying away with the team and um you know, staying in hotels and getting meals and all these things that I've heard about and, and I just wanted to experience that. Yeah, basically. Um like I said, but that's when your goals really change, I suppose once you accomplish something then once I played one game, then I wanted to be there you know, regularly. I wanted to play every game. And then my first year, we won the grand final, so I was probably pretty spoilt and didn't really understand you know, uh, what we'd actually achieved and how hard it is to do that. So uh, it took me a couple of years to get back there uh, to do it again. So I think you just reassess your goals each time. Uh, like I said, I never even, I never even uh, thought about playing for Queensland or Australia. That was just never in my thinking. So Yeah. And that's what happened, I guess, uh, that you really realise, okay, well, if that can be the case, then how do I stay in this position? How do I stay and keep this jersey? And you know, how can I be the best version of myself? Or what, you know, no, that's uh, fair what enough. Goals, goals can I kick, I guess? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and obviously, pardon me. Speaking of the, you said it took a few years to get back there. It was at a different club. You jetted down to the Dragons uh, for a few years and you won a grand final with them, 2010, and even Clive Churchill, uh, getting the Clive Churchill medal for the in the game. What was it like going down to the Dragons and playing for them? Yeah, it was um, a great experience. I'm really glad I made that, made that decision in the end. Wasn't a decision I wanted to make at the start. Uh, I was just, you know, being a Broncos fan, I just thought once um, you're in the team, you're in the team, and you stay there as long as you want. Yep. Um, so I learned early on, uh, three years in, I was 21, that uh, rugby league's a business and there's a salary cap and um, loyalty is a funny word that people throw around, but at the end of the day, if you wanted, you can stay. If you're not, you're not, so... Well, I mean, I believe uh, you were always me. loyal. Sorry to interrupt. I believe you were always loyal to the Broncos, even though you went to the Dragons and the Knights, you did end up back at the Broncos and finished your career there. So I believe you were always loyal to the Broncos. Sorry, continue. Yeah, oh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's all sort of time, but you have a short span of you know, athletic career. Um, you know, I was lucky I had 15 years and um, you know, that's not always the case for a lot of people. And uh, even 15 years is a short span, you know, to start again and find a new career path and work for another 30 years. So, um, at the end of the day, it's not always about you know, loyalty. You know, fans like to hear about loyalty, and uh, but at the end of the day, you got to you know, do what's best for your family and your friends. And at the same time, you know, clubs will kick you out as quick as, as possible too if they want to get rid of you. So absolutely. Uh, but yeah, for me, yeah, the Bronx said they don't want me anymore. Um, I had a year in 2009 to go. They said, look, you can stay here for 2009, but we won't re-sign you after that. Um, you've just played Origin in 2008, um, so you might as well go now. Are you playing good, good football and you're injury free? Um, so that was a bit of a shock. I think I was a bit upset. Um, I'm pretty sure I told uh, Wayne and probably had a few tears in my eyes. And that's kind of how our relationship not started, but I suppose grew. Um, he just said, look, come with me. And he was already signed to go to the Dragons. And uh, like I said, it was the best thing for me. I was playing you know, center wing fullbacks for the Broncos. And, and like you said, you were playing good footy. You played for Queensland and Australia in 08. Yeah, uh, but you know, Carmichael was the long-term fullback, and fullback was probably my best position. So I probably had to go to get to play fullback. Um, not that I made that choice, I know, from my own personal doings, but it just worked out that way. And um, you know, I had some great times at the Dragons, and we were very successful down there. Oh, absolutely! And obviously, as 
just mentioning again the 2010 grand final what was that like going and playing in that your second grand final in a matter of four years or five years technically um and also getting clive yeah i was um obviously older i was playing fullback so probably a lot more contribution to the team obviously getting there and even just trying to win it on the day as well um so i felt like i really enjoyed that grand final victory more um i appreciate it more and understood the you know, the challenges you're facing this season, how hard it is to get there and all the differences. So, um, yeah, it was great. And, I mean, the Dragons fans are amazing. Um, the rivalry they had um, with different clubs uh, in Sydney was awesome as well. And um, even just the, the 31 years it was before, even between premierships was, for them. Yeah. Um, so even just understanding that, I'm, I've still have, you know, it's been, what's it now, 11 years later, and I've still have people come up to me even in Brisbane, just saying, you know, thanks for what you do to the Dragons. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing to see when you know, a team has that long of a drought, um, what it means to, to some fans and um, to you know, be pat on the back, you know, 10, 11 years later is pretty special. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then obviously you went over to the Knights again with Wayne. Uh, what was that like going up to Newcastle with Wayne and the Knights and playing for them? Yeah, it was, that was great as well. It was good, another really good experience. Uh, obviously, on the field wasn't as successful as anyone would have hoped, um, but I have really fond memories of Newcastle uh, for a few reasons. Um, obviously, great city, great town, uh, some great people there as well. Uh, we had one really good year in 2013, made the prelim final, and mm. uh, the Roosters were too good. Um, but also, for me personally, I think uh, off the field is what I really learned a lot about myself. I had to make some challenges and some, I had to make some changes, sorry. Um, and it was just something that I needed to do for myself personally and to have a bit of adversity uh, through rugby league was kind of the red flag uh, light bulb moment that I needed to really put my hand up and get some help with you know, my mental health and my well-being which is um, like I said wasn't ideal um, rugby league wise but um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today uh, and in a really good headspace without you know, making those changes and challenge them. Uh, changing that the adversity and things I've gone through um, through my time in Newcastle. That's um, you know grateful for that experience as well. No, that's fair enough. I was actually going to bring that up, but you brought it up yourself. So I'm going to ask. Obviously, at the moment, you've started up the Iron Team. Is that something that um, you have thought of? Obviously, during your career about starting due to mental health and stuff. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of work uh, ever since I left mental health clinic. I went to in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the change in me was, you know, and what I've been able to experience has been amazing. Uh, my mum um, experienced some mental health issues uh, when I was young uh, and still does. So, yeah, it's been something that's been around close to me for quite a number of years. And um, yeah, I love getting out in the community and helping out and giving back. It's one of my um, mental health, parts of my mental health care, care plan, I guess. And uh, it's great to you know, have a greater cause in yourself and give back and help others. Um, yeah, so I've been doing it for a fair while, doing a bit of a rebrand, I guess. It's called Battle in the Blues for a little while there. Um, That's a great name. Doing a lot of those. Yeah, um, doing a bit of that as far as Battle in the Blues. Um, obviously, play on words with the footy, but more yeah. so about your mental health and just, you know, no one's alone and the things you go through. And we all have challenging moments and times, but there's some great, you know, lifestyle strategies, first and foremost, that you can look at to you know, help with your mental health and then, there's a lot of education uh, and a lot of other things you can do as well uh, and resources to get to help with your mental health and well-being. But, you know, Iron Team is kind of a bit of a rebrand, really. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of it for a long period of time. But, you know, Iron Team, I just thought it, it sounded a little bit better as far as, you know, it's about being the best version of yourself, the individual. 
Gotcha. Um, and and you're in a team. You know, if it's your husband and wife team, if it's your if it's your brother team, um, if it's your your work team, business team, whatever team you're in, um, to be successful, you need to be the best version of yourself. And uh, it starts with your own mental health and well-being, and making sure you're focusing on that and being proactive with it, so that you know when any challenge, change, or crisis comes around in life, which it will happen, uh, it doesn't knock you off the edge, and you get some great you know tools and strategies to to bounce back really, really quickly. Oh, absolutely. Um, and to anyone, when this goes up. Um, if you're interested in or, or need help or whatever with mental health-wise, I'll be linking the Iron Team and wherever they can all find that in the description of this uh, episode. So thank you very much for talking about that. Um, you then moved back up to the Broncos after your time with the Knights. Um, obviously, what ended up becoming the last team that, that you played with was the Broncos. Um, what was it like moving back up to Brizzy? Yeah, it was great. It was something that I never thought possible uh, when I left. Um I thought if I had to, if I want to get back to Queensland, I have to go to the Titans. Uh, I just never thought the opportunity to come back to Brisbane. Um, so I was very pleased. And I'll, again, Wayne, to thank for that. You know, Wayne going back to Brisbane and uh, said, if you want to come, mate, I'm happy to bring you. Um, so I didn't need any more words from Wayne than that. Well, he's, uh, he's definitely a man of few words, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, for me, always the reason I did follow Wayne for a couple of different teams um, not only I thought I could be a better rugby league player but more importantly I thought I could be a better person under Wayne um, he's you know, done a lot for me on and off the field uh, probably didn't use him enough in those early years but um, yeah he's a special human being playing Bennett oh, but, um, absolutely sorry to interrupt real quick I had the pleasure of actually watching him at a um, seminar a few weeks ago at Empower with Wisebury in uh, Hornsby and he, it was about a half an hour 45 minute speech from him and I've, first of all, I've never heard him speak so much before in my life, given the Mr. Media, but it gave me an absolutely different um, insight as to the person he is, and I can understand why yourself and other players you know, may follow him to other clubs, because it's an aura that he's got, and the way he is, absolutely agreed. Sorry, continue. Yeah, he's just a yeah, uh, great man manager, and he just cares. That's the most important thing. He absolutely, wants to see, he does, yeah. You know, young, young boys... And kids that come into rugby league, you know, leave as great young men. I think that's says enough about him as a person that you know, rugby league's the byproduct. But at the end of the day, it's that you know, turning young young boys into good young men when they leave, and there's some good tools and you know, hard, you know, good work ethic and, and good values and beliefs that you know, when they do leave rugby league, they leave better people and they can you know, have families and have great careers afterwards as well. So you know, he's a special guy, and yeah, a lot, a lot very grateful for him to. Get me back to Brisbane. Um, back to your question, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, um, never thought possible, but you know, to go back to Brisbane and um, once I come back, I knew I was never going to leave the, the second time, and um, I wanted to retire here, finish here. Um, it's only up the highway from where I was, you know, born, and my, my family, my wife's family down the coast. So, um, yeah, it was pretty special to, be able to come back to Brisbane. Yeah, nice. Um, and speaking of retiring, obviously you are a recently retired player. You retired at the end of last year. Um, could you tell us about the moment or, you know, the pro- thought process of when you realised it was time to retire and or how you realised it was time to retire? Yeah, it was just a, a question um, that my manager asked me really and just said, oh, um, what do you have to achieve by playing next year, um, which would be this year because mm-hmm. um, I still had another year to go. One more year. Yeah. Um, and that was a really good question because, you know, the, obviously the Broncos were struggling at the time, a um, couple of different coaches and you know, going through COVID and that as well. Um, you know, I'd been 
change position, um, removed from the captaincy as well. Um, so obviously, you know, my thought process, um, I suppose the coach at the time didn't have you know, plans for me in the team. So, you know, that's is what it is. Um, so coach I just thought, you know, what I've, I guess. Yeah, I guess there's, yeah, you know, coaches have different styles of players that they like and different st- styles they want to play the game as well. Um, so for me, you know, all the things I've been able to achieve in my career, um, you know, I'm, like I said, I, I go back to the mental health tips and strategies now. And, you know, mm-hmm. one thing I talk about is being grateful and having gratitude. And uh, for me, I've, you know, played, I well, made the decision to retire for the making last year my last season. Uh, I played over 300 games and, Achieve amazing more than I'd ever thought possible. Um, so to play an extra twenty games, or what it was going to be the following season, like what you know, what was what was I going to gain out of that? You know, apart from doing what I love, um, you know, the spotlight was on me. Unfortunately, this is, is the way it is. Um, you know, if we lose a game, it's probably my fault. Um, whether that's, some people would say that. <laughs> uh, well, this year it's, it's this year it's Mill's fault. So uh, highest profile. And if you're highly paid, um, then that's just the way the media look at it, unfortunately. Exactly. And unfortunately, yeah. It sells, um, but at the end of the day, it's not you know, realistic. But that's just reality. Um, so, well, I mean, for I, me, to play an extra 20 games uh, from... When you'd achieved yeah, everything. They weren't going to win the premiership. Yep. Um, it's a rebuilding phase for the club. You know, a lot of young guys, and I really enjoyed mentoring them. Uh, and I'm still around now, so I try to help out where I can, but... You know, I think it was just the right decision, the right time. You know, yeah. in a different situation, I'd probably still be playing. Um, but in saying that, you know, I was watching Origin last night, and um, yeah. I've watched games this year, and I, I generally don't miss football, which um, I think that shows you that I've made the right decision. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And I think it's it also comes down to similar to Brett Morris's um, his logic in the sense of he's just announced his retirement recently, and basically what he said was. He personally believed he he didn't have anything to prove afterwards. You know, he's been there and won it all or done it all. And I I think that's more or less the same for you from what I see. You know, you've won a grand final. You've you've done everything. You've played 300 plus more games than I've ever played, you know. Um, and it's a, an absolute testament to you and your career in the NRL. Um, now, switching to some fun sort of topics, who was the biggest pest at the teams that you played at in the sense of whether it was pranks or, um, you know, just wouldn't be quiet when he was at, when he was playing. Uh, Josh Maguire was yep. one. Uh, both Scott, the Dragons, more so the prank side. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Smith, the Dragons in Newcastle as well, was a bit of a character and prankster. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Gillette, a bit of a prankster as well. <laughs> so yep. uh, there's a few going around. Um, but yeah, they're all great for the group. You know, Sam Thide, not a prankster, but just great for morale and yeah, team energy and you know, takes a piece out of himself a little bit and you know, just light heart, light hearted even when you're going through, you know, a couple, you know, maybe a loss or two or some you know, media all over you, you know, just some, some guys in the group that could just, you know, Lift poke you fun of themselves and of make it a bit light light hearted. Yeah, you need yeah. those guys around and um, we had a couple of them over the years. No, that's fair enough. Um Jeez, so there was the pest. Um, what's your current favorite? Like, what's your favorite way to have a steak? Usually out for dinner. Um, don't usually. My wife doesn't eat a lot of red meat, so no point cooking a steak for one. Um, but so yeah, I usually save it to when I go out for lunch or dinners or whatever. Um, you know, nice restaurant, nice I fillet steak. Uh, 
usually medium with some mushroom sauce. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, what's your current beer of choice if you drink? Um, well, it doesn't really count as beer, but I'm loving the ginger beers at the moment, the Brookvale oh, Unions. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'm not a massive Unions, beer okay. guy. Yeah, um, but those Brookvale Union ginger beers. Um, ginger beers are good. They're quite light, I think they're 4%, so they're um, not too strong, um, but they're... I'm not a big drinker. Uh, I've never been a massive fan of beer, but um, yeah, those um, Brookvale Union ginger beers are real nice. Yeah, nice. Um, obviously, Ben Iken is now head of football at the Broncos recently. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and um, how is he or um, going with the club so far? Even though it's only been about a week and a bit, um, but it's more, you know, obviously because you said you're still there ish. Have you seen, you know, sort of plans that he's putting into place? Yeah, I think it's too hard to tell now, uh, but I think he's going to be great for the club. Um, club just needs some really good people in the organisation. Mm. Not to say that it's not, but um, I know Benny Eichen is one of them. Um, he was our wellbeing welfare officer uh, when I started in 2006, so he helped me buy my first car. So <laughs> we go back a little way, and he actually went to Palm Beach Crumble, where I'm from as well. So yep. um, yeah, and I've kept in contact with Ike over the years, and um he has the best interests, I think, at the club at heart and Absolutely. some of the players as well. I know he's been doing a bit of ringing around to some of the players behind the scenes this year, which no one would know. Um, so, yeah, he has, I think he has a good footy brain and a good heart as well, which I think the Broncos will be um, really needing and, and, and leaning on as well. No, absolutely. Um, so we've covered the biggest pest. Who was the toughest opponent to play against? Uh, well, it's probably a... You know, Hard one, I guess. Um, obviously, people say those big four. I always say, you know, Sam Burgess or you know, Sonny Bill when he was playing, Paul Gallon, probably one of them. Um, but for me personally, probably more so guys in the backs that I would mark up against. So um, I always usually say Greg Inglis, um, one of my favourite players, GI, and I'm going to have to play with and against him for a long period of time. I'll be preferred with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely with him. But uh, when he was on and when he was at his best, um, you know, he could beat you with running. He could run over the top of you, and he could run around you with speed too. So um, he was a yeah, special talent. No, absolutely. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything left on the list, and I think there is. Um, so, who was your inspiration behind rugby league, or what was? If there's not a who, um, well, there's probably a couple of things. You know, I love the Broncos. Like I said, my favourite player was probably Wendell. Uh, I did love Darren Locker as well growing up. Um, but my probably biggest inspiration, was biggest drive was just probably um, not having a lot of family support when I was a kid. So uh, I probably lent on rugby league as a bit of that family network, you know, coaches, teammates, friendships, mateship, um, something to enjoy, something to look forward to on weekends. Uh, it really gave me that drive to, to do something and be passionate about something. Yeah. Um, and then the more I got into it and the older I got, the, I really enjoyed it. And and, um, and I, you know, I've always been a bit of a... Um, all or nothing type person, a bit of a perfectionist. So I always just wanted to be my best and give it absolutely everything. Um, so you know, I've always had a good work ethic and never leave any stone unturned and always try my best because I knew that um, I'd give me the best chance to be successful. So it's probably a couple of things, but um, that's probably my biggest couple of motivations or inspirations, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, and I've, we've got about two or three more topics. Here's another one. Uh, what advice would you give to any uh, youngsters who are wanting and hoping to make it in the NRL one day? Just to work hard, I think. Um, 
and just and then just have fun and enjoy it because you know, sometimes at the highest level it can get a bit uh, too professional and too serious, and a lot of you know negative things can come with it. Um, and this in you know, this day and age is even worse with social media around. So feel sorry for the young sports people of today, but um, yeah, just to work hard and have fun. Really, uh, remember why you start. You start playing because you're a little kid and you love your mates and you enjoy it. Um, and you know. To get to this level, the highest level, you need to keep having fun. You need to work hard, um, and you have really good people around you to give you good advice. I think that's probably the other key as well. No, that's fair. And the social media one actually brings up a really good, um, you know, quick topic of discussion. Is you started in the NRL when there was basically no social media. The most there was was maybe MySpace, if that. And you've mm-hmm. gone all the way through. Um, you know, it's seen the birth of social media and sports on social media um what was that like and how did it affect you personally as you know a human and as a player yeah not too much really i suppose just because um i mean for me i never really had social media um i had facebook for a while but i had a fake name um well i mean given you a high profile of course you did yeah and i had probably 50 friends on there so um but yeah i never really you know had had any social media and it was just not in my personality and not in my you know, makeup um so uh it didn't affect me too much in that regard but more so probably the you know, criticism and scrutiny um but yeah like i said i've never had it really so for me um even when i've been you know copying criticism or under pressure uh, from media or social um you know i don't i don't see it i don't have it so out of sight, out of mind is the best way to handle it, in my opinion. Great for your mental space. Um, the hardest part, I guess, is you know, friends and family. They most of them have it, mm. um, so they see it and read it, and you know, and then see they the, would probably worry for you. Maybe think you're not doing yeah. too well. Yeah, so I think it's more you. I kind of you probably hear it secondhand and worry. You, I'm probably more worried about how my family and friends cope with it more yep. than my yep. self. That so makes sense. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. But I think just in general for players these days, it's it's yeah, it's only going to get worse. I know a lot of the players in different stages of the Broncos you know, turn it off or you know, delete the app for a little bit just to take a break. Yeah. Um, because, you know, some of the people that get on there, it's, it blows my mind. Absolutely. A lot of people treat each other at this day and age. It's 2021. But um, unfortunately, that's just society and everyone feels that social media is their chance to have an opinion. Um, but Even though yeah, sometimes it's not be warranted. <laughs> or... You should never try to bring people down. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, that's probably a topic that could go on for an hour. No, nah, absolutely. Um, and one more topic before the last one, and it's um, looking back on your career in the NRL, what is your personal biggest highlight? Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, probably my debut, to be honest. I mean, that's what I wanted so badly to play for the club and, uh, and play for the Broncos, and I suppose my other, the other thing is probably retiring in Brisbane, uh, captaining the Broncos would be up there as well. Uh, from a quiet, shy kid at the coast that went through some hurdles and challenges all throughout my childhood, and even through rugby league, uh, to be able to captain the Broncos for a few years, the club that I've you know, followed since I was a little boy and and watched on TV and you know at different stadiums over the years. Um, yeah, that'd have to be a highlight as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, la- last topic is, um, do you have any words for the Broncos fans and, you know, our members and all that for this year? Yeah, I think just to stay solid. I think there's been a lot of change over the last 18 months, two years, um, whether it's been coaching, uh, whether it's been the roster, um, you know, 
and well documented. It's, it's a young group, but at the same time, there's some really talented kids in that group. Um, they just need time to grow together and work together. Um, but yeah, a lot of change. Um, it always, you know, it's challenging, and the Broncos have been very, you know, blessed with um, premierships and top four and success for so many years. Um, so it's you know a little hurdle now, uh, but if we can keep majority of these kids together, these guys together, then. I don't see it being very long before you know, the Broncos are back up near the top. Well, absolutely. Um, and I just thought of one quick, one quick last one. Um, due to the Broncos, obviously, finals hopes not really in their grasp this year. Watching the season uh, for, as a non-player now, um, who do you think, like which team or two or three teams do you think we can definitely see make a big grand final push this year? Yeah, it's probably the same ones we always say. Melbourne, obviously, up there. Penrith. Um, and I think South, if they get it right uh, and if they're injury-free, um, they could do something as well. Yeah, Parramatta, probably pretty close you know, on their day could, but I don't know about stringing three or four together mm. against the top teams. I don't know about that. But, um, you know, there's probably... Roosters you know, had too many injuries, unfortunately, for them. Otherwise, they would have been up there. Um, so it's probably the first three and, you know, maybe Parramatta at a pinch. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, uh, that about wraps it up. Um, Again, thank you so much. I'll click stop recording real quick.